that uh, VA that we have calling people, we're asking them what's the number one thing that you're struggling with when it comes to outbound. And then if we have a piece of content related to that, we'll give them that content before the call as well. Welcome to Pipelineology, the business-to-business podcast for agencies, consultants, coaches, and businesses looking to build a pipeline of hot prospects ready to buy their products and services. Never wonder where your next client is coming from. To learn more about our strategies, services, and for resources on building your sales pipeline, visit Pipelineology.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Pipelineology podcast. I'm your host, Gary Ruplinger, and today I am pleased to be joined again by our old friend from episode seven, Matt Fabrico, founder and CEO of Outbound Funnel. Matt, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Had a lot of fun last time and looking forward to this round. Yeah, I know we we still get good feedback on the one you did back with us uh, back in November of 2020. So I know I recommend I've recommended that one to people quite often, and they've they've really enjoyed that. It's probably been one of our I'd say one of our top three. So I'm uh, excited to have you back again and uh, hear kind of the the latest and greatest stuff because I know we'd been uh, talking and you mentioned, hey, you know I've I've got some uh, new stuff that we've we've uncovered. You want to hear about it? And I said, absolutely. So yeah, love to share it. I know it's been what, like two years? I guess 2020, 2022 now, maybe a you year know, and a half. Pandemic time passes differently. So I don't even know. You know. <laughs> so fast. So. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess where do you kind of want to jump in? Do you kind of want to revisit kind of the basics? I know we're going to talk about some more of the advanced uh, techniques, especially uh, with converting prospects with appointments and things like that. But right. um, maybe do kind of a quick recap of what the fundamentals of what you do are, and then we can kind of jump into the, some of this more advanced stuff. 100%. So yeah, we build um, outbound conversion systems for so B2B clients can acquire clients um, consistently and predictably. So we do everything. We help people do the whole market research phase which I know we discussed on the first one a lot, where it's really the most important piece where you have to really learn about your prospects really, really well, figuring out what keeps them up at night, right? And taking it a step further, not just going company level, going contact level. So if you have, there might be multiple decision makers, people that you're reaching out to. So the COO has different goals than the CEO or the CEO even has different goals in the VP of sales, VP of finance. So you want to figure out what kind of outcomes you help those people provide. And if you don't help everybody, that's fine. You can just go after the role that you do help. But I'm sure you help different people in different ways. So if you have a revenue-based product, I'm sure you help the CEO. Maybe he wants to increase a funding round where the VP of sales just wants to hit his quarterly sales goals. So it's a little bit different outcomes you provide. So you always want to go into that in the market research. Then from there, we do everything from list building, finding the right contacts, getting all their information. Um, then we build our multi-touch prospecting uh, cadence, which we went into a lot last time where we focus on multi-touch platforms. We still find that that's relevant, where it's you know email, phone, text, LinkedIn, in-mails, ads, 
Uh, one thing that we did actually add is a preheat phase now where we preheat people. So we go on their LinkedIn profiles, maybe like a post, comment, um, run ads to them. So this is kind of warming them up before you ever send them a message because it builds that brand awareness, <clears throat> which builds up conversions. They feel like they know you maybe a bit before you send them an email. Um, and then from there is it's all about optimizing, tracking, um, seeing your numbers, super important, tracking what's working, what's not working, right? Any marketing person will tell you that. And then cutting out the losers, focusing on the winners, scaling up. And then we have all the indoctrination cases in place, which I think we're going to talk a lot about today. I, I got you. I know. I know that's one one of the things we talk about a lot too. I know on the last event I did talking about the different types of context and the different goals those people may have and that your messaging needs to change. I know when I used to work in the automotive business, you know, at each at a dealership level, you're gonna have a general manager and a sales managers and and wow. different levels there. And then most of them have a corporate structure. Um, and you've got different levels there. And the messaging needs to be different for different people because the owner he cares about different things day to day than what the general manager at a at one store does uh, versus the marketing director has totally different things that they're responsible for. So if you don't have that right message to the right person, your your outreach is going to fall really flat. Um, yeah. Or ads or whatever you do. It doesn't matter. It's, I mean, if you if you get if you don't nail that phase of, of market research and knowing who you want to talk to, everything else that we're going to talk about today is going to gonna fail not gonna help yeah. you at all <laughs> most important piece 100 and don't think you know what your prospects want ask them that's what that's my model right <laughs> you can actually go out and actually use outbound to interview people um figuring out what's their day-to-day -day look like um what keeps them up at night you know and ask questions related to your product or service as well so you can then use that stuff in your messaging. You're going to find commonalities eventually. Um, I know last time we spoke about, we also go on job boards, things like that to find the day-to-day, -day, but also we're finding actually just interviewing people. Um, even if you have to offer them a $100 gift card for 20 minutes, we'll do that because we know it's the most important piece in the whole, the, everything. <laughs> it's really everything. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, yeah, that we've, you know, you, you just see that time and time again, that the people where, you know, campaigns are successful, they know who they want to talk to and they know how to talk to them. A hundred percent. Yeah. And as you find out, your offer might change based off of the market research. Right. So mm -hmm. you just never know what you're going to hear. So your offer might be completely different. And I know that's scary. And a lot of people hate that, especially if it's a software product where you just invested a lot of money. You don't want to change all these things. And unfortunately I had a client that just did that with, but now he's getting appointments and sales. So sometimes you have to take five steps back to go eight steps forward. That's awesome. Well, I know, I know you've been, been busy closing lots of new deals yourself too, for your own agency. So you've, uh, you've really kind of dialed this, this stuff in, in terms of actually not just getting responses and not just getting uh, appointments on your calendar, but actually taking them all the way to sign deals, revenue collected, things like that. So our, um, if you're cool with it, can we jump into some of what you're, you've been finding now has been really effective 
once you get that response? Yeah, 100%. So before, like, we were getting tons of appointments. Um, my main sales guy is getting about 100 a month. Um, but he was only closing like four or five a month. So we took a step back. We looked, listened to a bunch of recordings. Um, we tried to see what was working, what wasn't working. And one of the things that we realized is the people that were buying, they were consuming our content before hopping on the first call. So um, I figured out that every sales call that was happening, people were, the main question people were asking us, why are, dif why are you different than all the other appointment center companies? Because you know, we're, a we're in a commodity <laughs> space. There's so many cold calling companies, cold emailing, whatever it might be, right? So they want to know, why are you different? So I went back, I created a video. It's only a 12 to 13 minute video, why we're different. <laughs> and we actually send that to people and push people to that before a call. It's, it's, it's a similar concept as, you know, when you get up somebody from a Facebook ad, push them to a landing page, have them opt in, push them to a VSL funnel, right? Except we're doing outbound. So we take that extra step where we actually have somebody call them up after they book the appointment, pushing them to our content. So our video, and then on that page, we have testimonials and all that other stuff, but it just builds that proof and that social proof before they even speak to us. Cause you don't know how many times we, um, my sales guy told me that we have all these people getting on the call saying, wow, I watched the video. You guys really seem like, you know what you're doing. You understand where we're at. Cause like we talk about um, we, what we hear about on these sales calls, right? That, you know, they were getting appointments, but the appointments were garbage. So I talk about that, why our appointments are better than everybody else's. <laughs> you know, you just listen to the feedback from the market, create content around that. You kill those objections before that even happens. And they feel like you're a genius, but you're really not because you're just listening to what the market is telling you. So by doing that, it was night and day. Um, I would say our closing ratio from there our appointments lowered, of course. So now we're only doing about 50 appointments a month. But, um, you know, we're now we're closing like 30% of these appointments that we're getting on the phone. We're growing super fast. And um, and not everybody makes it. So it's 50 triage appointments. I don't want to say everybody makes it to our demo because we then we filter people out throughout the process. We're only demoing our most qualified prospects. Um, so, but still, even on the front end, we're getting a lot more qualified leads on our discovery call, just because people are watching that video, they're more excited and not everybody can afford us, right? Um, we're pretty expensive um, compared to, I guess, a lot of other people, um, but, you know, we get those results. So we try <laughs> what we feel like we're worth. And um, I think it's, like I said, it's night and day educating people throughout your sales process is what really changed the game for us and personalizing the sales process as well. So that um, VA that we have calling people, we're asking them what's the number one thing that you're struggling with when it comes to outbound. And then if we have a piece of content related to that, we'll give them that content before the call as well. So some people will be like, yeah, we just can't get emails to work. Well, how's their deliverability? Oh yeah, we're getting 14% open rates. Okay, do you want a video showing how you can get 70%? And then we'll give them that video. Now they really think, like I said, they, it's just trust factors showing you're an expert. So by the time you ask them for, you know, a couple thousand dollars per month, they're just like, okay, this is worth it.
No, I, I, I think there's there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, because I know you, you're you're always testing new stuff. So I know you said okay. So you said somebody scheduled a call. Now they're getting a now you're you've got a a person in place who actually makes a real phone call to them just to find any struggles um, and get them kind of some of that pre-qualifying or educational and indoctrination information in front of them? Oh, correct. It's not that we're not even qualifying on that call. We're okay. just saying, hey, thank you for booking the appointment. Um, this is when you're scheduled. Did you have a chance to, because we're, we're automating, pushing that video to them as well. So we're asking them, hey, um, did you get a chance to see the video? If they didn't, we tell them that it like, it's pretty much required for them to watch that video before the call happens, just so we can get the most out of the first initial conversation and so we can help them the best way. Um, because we really do try to provide value throughout our whole sales process, even if they don't buy from us. So we try to just give them as much as they can. And they really do get, it's a better conversation if they watch that video, right? Because they understand our processes a little bit. So we can have a, a higher level conversation if they if they uh, watch that video. I know when I used to do um, run YouTube ads, I I was consistently impressed if uh, they had watched that video and then the next one that explained our services and booked a call compared to just straight cold outreach, how different those conversations started, how you, they, you were already pre-framed in their mind that, oh, this is, this is the expert. This is the guy I want to talk to. This is the company that can help me. <laughs> with this exactly. so you know it's one of those you're you know in your head especially as you make that transition you're going from thinking okay we gotta you know qualify them and kind of build them up and sell them on ourselves versus with a you know a, essentially a warm prospect of uh here's what it costs when do you want to start like you know next week okay great <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do we're trying to take outbound and make it seem like it's inbound. Um, you know, like, cause I, I keep going back to my sales guy cause he has a lot of experience selling for other agencies. And um, they were doing actually doing Facebook ads, his previous agency. And he said a lot of the, the leads that they were getting were just unqualified. And they weren't pushing people to any sort of content. They were kind of, I think just doing, I guess they were maybe just doing a form to booking an appointment. And he said, it's his night and day where now when people watch that video, he was just like, man, it's like a Google search lead where people, <laughs> it seems like they're searching <laughs> for us and they're so warm and they're open. They're there. Cause you know, when you do outbound, sometimes people don't want to answer certain questions. So when we're doing our discovery, but when they watch the video, they're a lot more open to answer anything. Like they're, they're letting it loose. You know, he can go in therapy mode and, really diagnose the problems and it just gives us um, ammunition to close the deal. Not only that, real ways to help them. And that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the big thing, right? Is can you actually help them? I know everything, you know, we talk about, you know, tactically at the end of the day, really this is the end goal for when you get, when you sign on a client is you want to help them. You want to help them reach that, their goals, whatever they're, they're trying to do. So Exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> building building all these systems sure sounds like a whole lot more work than the standard, you know, 
cold call book appointment, uh, you know, get on that, that discovery call and close a uh, three out of a hundred and move on. Yeah, uh, that's, that's easy. That's easy to set up at least, but boy, you, you burn people out and you, you burn through leads. So. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, and there's different methods, you know, for everybody. Right. I mean, some, some of our clients have millions and millions. Their market is huge. And if they burn a couple people, um, and it comes from the prospecting side, I guess it's a little bit more okay. But when you have a smaller market and you have a brand that you're trying to protect and you're trying to grow, not only to 1 million, to 10 million, 20 million, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing things the right way and something that you did in the past doesn't come back to bite you, right? So, um, and not only that, people that you educate and you get in your funnel will respect you more so that even if they're not ready right now, in six months, they might be ready. So you don't know how many times, like I get emails like, hey, Matt, um, I'm ready now. And this is a guy that I don't even remember from six months ago. <laughs> right? it's, it's pretty insane when that happens. And like, they just sign the contract and they just, they, you know, they, they pay the fee. And it's because of like, the effort that you put into educating them and throughout the whole process and personalizing their experience. So how do you approach, let's say you've got a, a prospect that has, um, let's say there are total markets like 5,000 people. Um, so you've, you've got to think about, you know, what you're going to do, because if you just try and do a mass outreach you're you know going to be two months and you're like okay we're done we've we've tried to reach out to everybody so everybody. <laughs> so how, how do you how do you tackle that to to get that effect you know to effectively reach those people without you know burn you know burning up that entire list and saying okay two months we're we're that's it good question so would you say are these companies large companies small companies mid-sized local this is a different um, approach, right, for each. Let's see, which one Which one do I run into the most often? Let's do local. Let's say I only, I'm working in a limited geographic area. I'm in, uh, we'll just take where I'm in. I'm in the Detroit metro area. So about 3 million people. So yeah, a list of 5,000 would be pretty good for most prospects, sometimes smaller. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a lot of managed IT providers that kind of have that many prospects because they, they work in like a 10 mile radius, right? Or 20 mile radius. So yeah, so I mean, with something like that, um, getting them on the calendar, first things first, I'm gonna go back and I'm probably gonna say it 20 more times on this podcast, you gotta do your market research because without that, you're gonna burn through contacts because you're gonna be saying the wrong thing. They're not gonna see you as an expert right off the bat. Um, so do your market research, figure out their real pain points, figuring out you know, their wants, their desires regarding, they're a local market, so it's usually the, always the owner, right? The owner, partner, CEO, whatever you wanna call them, but they're not a large organization. So they're the main person, so figure out that first. Um, and then if it's niche-based, if you're going after a specific industry, you wanna figure out you know, your industry, how they talk, things like that. So that, that's the first thing. Once you get their language down, what they really want, I still say you want to craft a multi-touch sequence. Um, in certain local markets, 
I wouldn't push towards LinkedIn as much, depending. Um, I've, we found in local markets, phone, text, email is higher converting, to be completely honest. LinkedIn is a secondary, but it depends on the industry. So don't hold me to that 100%. If you're going after dentists, you're not gonna find dentists a lot on LinkedIn, to be 100% honest, especially if you're working in a local market. You're just not gonna have enough people because we go we like to go after people that posted in 30 days on linkedin um because we know that they're active and if we do that with the local market you're just not going to have enough hit rate um so email phone text found finding a lot better even running some ads to them really nurturing them the next thing i would do um after that after building out the cadence and start running outreach to them, I, I would want to make sure that we're, we got to be converting a small market like that, at least that they got to be a 10% meeting the book ratio for something like this. Um, so you really, if you have a small market like that, you want to really personalize every single message that you're sending out um, and make it unique. Every single one that you're sending out, even your follow-up should be personalized. Um, it shouldn't just be, um, one personalized and the rest of the cadence not. I really believe with a small market like that, you want to treat them like gold, right? Every person, every 5,000 of those is super important to you. So you want to personalize every single thing and get the highest conversion rate as possible. Usually when you have really good relevance with really good personalization, that's not just, hey, I see what college you went to, but personalized to the point that it, it's personalized towards your outreach um, it's, and it's relevant towards your outreach, you can normally see a good 10%. Um, that's what we're seeing. And if you're doing like semi-personalization with good relevance, it'd be like a 5%. And then if it's just like broad, you probably get like a 0.5 to 1%. But, that, but that's really how I would approach it. And then if you're talking about the conversion side, once you book them, it would be the same thing that I just said. You wanna personalize their experience. So send them, call them up right after they book the appointment, ask them what's, you know, the top three things that they're looking for help with regarding your service. If you don't have content regarding that, create it right there on the spot and then send it <laughs> to them, right? Um, let them see you're an expert. And then eventually you want to have like maybe some sort of like VSL or something in place that has some testimonials, things like that. You can send them as well. Do your discovery, um, figuring out their pain points. Based off of the discovery, I would really personalize the sales process after that, building a plan specifically for that person. That's another thing that we've been doing. So we used to have a, a more generic like demo, uh, you can call it, um, slide deck. But now we're really trying to create a plan and really trying to give value to that person. Even if they don't buy, it, takes, it might take an hour or two for us to put it together for one person but we just found our conversions go so much higher. So it's that much more important. But like I said, going after the local market, going after the mid-sized high-end um, enterprise markets, there's a completely different approach. So we wanna make sure our like the approach that we're showing them is tailored to them. And um, we even give them, we show them the type of companies we'll go after now. We'll show them the type of contacts. We have all this stuff that's really personal to them and showing them, hey, this is exactly what we're gonna do for you. And this is how we're gonna get you to your goal of, you know, no appointments right now to 30 per month. 
And so we personalize that experience, give them the plan, and then we just ask them, do they want to execute this on their own or do they want to speed up the process and have us build out everything? Because, uh, you know, a good outbound system could take a year to build if you don't know what you're doing, figuring all these things out. Or do you want to have this thing launched in two weeks and getting appointments and getting sales within the month? So that's kind of how I would approach that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel the pain on, you know, building some of these new systems. We just got our new, we just got our new email system deployed finally. And I think, I think I was talking to you about that, asking you questions last December. And as we're recording this, it's mid-March already. I, I mean, I'm really excited it's done, but man, just even to even to build it when you know what you're supposed to be doing, some of these things just take just take, take forever. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of value to just kind of tapping into somebody who says, "No, our our system's ready. It's running. Do you want us to we're use it for you? Build it for you. Yeah, we're gonna build the whole thing for you. Just do it right. Like it, it can take forever figuring it out. And not only that, we're sending. I mean, we've sent over probably 10 million emails or messages right so like we're consistently seeing what's working what's not working so we're we're probably able to adjust faster than most people would well, yeah you've got you just got so much data to work with you can see the trends before you know somebody somebody doing it themselves take months before they notice what you're going to see in a week just because yeah, you've got so much coming out all the time <laughs> yeah we send so many messages out and like you said, like we heavily believe in constantly testing. Um, testing is huge, right? I mean, we want to test everything, test all different aspects of what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, I never believe there's one way. I believe there's more than one way. So we've just got to figure out the best way that's going to work for that campaign. There's best practices. I truly believe that. But when it comes to outbound and Marketing, I think marketing in general, there's always more than one way. You have to follow certain frameworks that I think that's been going on since the beginning of time um, that I feel like we built and we mastered that part of it. So we're able to test and get results faster, but um, I still believe you should test everything. So I know, I know last time we had you on, you, I think you were one of the first people talking about doing what you call customized first lines for email, where essentially the first line of a, an email message was personalized to that person. You had a team of people doing it. I'd be curious to see what, um, you know, now we're 18 months or so later, what you find is effective on say the cold email side. Are you still doing that? Uh, or do you have some, some new tricks there? Yeah, so like I said, if it's a smaller market um, with 5,000 contacts, you would want to do that um, just, but you don't want to just use like some of these AI softwares that are out there and things like that, that poll like, Hey, I seen the article you wrote, thought it was awesome. You know, like that's cool, but is it super effective? I don't believe that. I believe relevance over person Trump's personalization all day long. Um, you still have to have a super a relevant message will get you a lot more appointments then creating those custom first lines. Um, the custom first lines is, I guess, is like a headline of like a sales page, right? Where it might be an attention grabber, but um, I still say relevance trumps personalization. But if you could do both and do personalization the right way, which 
is you're finding something relevant towards your contact that deals with the email that you're sending, then it's valuable, right? If you're just sending a personalized statement, just saying, hey, we both went to Boston University, thought, uh, you know, it's amazing, <laughs> whatever, whatever it might be, all these, all these, whatever these AI first lines, right? Um, or like they always pull like if they if they wrote an article on LinkedIn, hey, saw the article, the recommendation you received from Joe Scoyer, congratulations. <laughs> like nobody cares about that, especially at a high level, right? They really then they can see through that now. It's getting a little commoditized. So the if the first line is regarding like if they're talking about increased revenue, and you've seen an article they wrote about, you know, their goals for this year on ways to increase revenue. You can talk about increasing revenue in that first line saying, hey, saw the two things you wrote about here and write those two things. Be like, hey, and I have a couple of ideas, different ways you can increase revenue as well, which is getting through more appointments, you know, through our system. You know, we did this for these three companies just like you, list those companies, call to action. Then it's super relevant, right? Because now it's just like you're you're talking about something that they truly care about, which is revenue your product helps increase revenue. So you have that, your value proposition and your offer is about increasing revenue or getting appointments, which is increasing revenue. And then you have the social proof saying you did it for somebody just like them with a call to action. That's gonna get you a super good response rate. But if you don't have that, cause you're not gonna find that for every prospect. I don't care what anybody says, you're just, <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Um, it, and especially if you wanna do it at scale, then just put together a super relevant message. You'll get a decent enough response rate right? if it's relevant enough. Um, and you like, you'll still get a ton of appointments by doing that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what you said there, it's not that that approach isn't necessarily one size fits all that that probably is a subset of your, your market. I know I was talking to a new new client yesterday and they, uh, they do SEO. Um, and they've got a list. It's a small list. They said it's maybe 200 people where their trend is down and they know that because they've got their analysis. So they, this, they were smart. They collected just the contact information for them. So now we know exactly what to reach out for them for with a relevant topical message that doesn't apply to the other, I think we look 32,000 people in their market. We have yeah. 200 people that we know that that one is for. So we only have it for those people, but. Oh, exactly. And Personalization to me doesn't always have to be at the contact level. It can be at the group level. So people attending a specific event, you can personalize a first line based off of the event they went to, right? Or if it's a specific niche and in industry, you just seen an article come out that you know that they all the plumbers in the world just saw because there's a major trend, you can reference maybe something like that. So it doesn't always have to be contact related. Um, and to me, honestly, when, you, when you're going after enterprise clients, like if like we, we've just gotten meetings with like Ernst and Young and Pfizer and things like that, they don't care about personalization at all. They're just, they just like, how can you help me? Like, like, what is this about? You know, and usually they're delegating it down regardless <laughs> to, to someone to take a look at it before they take a look at it. But that's a whole different ballgame and a completely different approach. Um, and a, that could be a whole podcast in itself when going after enterprise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Enterprise is such a different animal, especially if you're used to 
if you're used to selling to like the business owner or something like that, that boom, they're talking to you and they can make a decision all at the same time versus, you know, corporate hierarchies and diff yeah, that is a, yeah. that it's is a, a different beast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a multi-step campaign. You can't, a lot of times in these companies when it's over 500 employees and that's still considered like midsize, right? But when it's over that, you don't know who the decision maker is usually regarding your product or service because nowadays people call whatever title that they want, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, you, you know, so you just don't know what their title is going to be. So, I mean, the approach that we kind of just take is who's the, like we try to figure out who the right person is first. And then we use like a referral strategy. Hey, this person referred me to you. Um, and that usually works a lot better when you're going after enterprise. And we usually start top down. So we want to usually ask the hierarchies, like the VPs, or we try to go after C-level. That's a lot harder. But the, usually the VP will delegate it down to maybe the, the director. Like they'll even CC them at times. Like, hey, why don't you take a look at this? Um, or they'll just say, hey, this is the right person. And now we can use saying, hey, the VP told me you're the right person regarding this thing. Now they're more inclined to take that message because they think, well, it's true that the VP said to take that meeting. Yeah, uh, I mean, like that's... <laughs> different ball game, different strategy, a lot more difficult. Um, but yeah, it's it's it still works really well when you do. It's just more touches, a lot more follow up with that, um, a lot more aggressiveness with that. Um, I, I found that it takes to really book these appointments. Like I'll just give you an example. One of our clients, um, we just got him a meeting with the fourth largest school district in the United States. Um, huge deal for them. It's a seven-figure annual contract for them that they closed. And um, the first phone call, the first thing that the lady said to him was, "You guys are really persistent." <laughs> it's because we followed, because we figured out who the right person was. And we followed up with that person. I think we sent them seven messages in seven days. And that's got the meeting and that, but they closed a million dollar contract because we were so aggressive on, after we find the referral, it's like, we have to be like super aggressive towards them because they're so busy. They're not gonna remember the email you sent them yesterday. They're just not. They, when you look at a V, probably your inbox, right? My inbox, <laughs> of McDonald's, their inbox is probably got, they probably got a thousand messages a day. So they're not going to remember the email that, you know, Sam Smith sent them yesterday. <laughs> that they have no, they are, right? So it's a, it's a different strategy, but I would, if you go after larger clients, 500 plus, I would definitely take that approach. Um, anything I didn't ask you about then that uh, you thought we should cover today? Um, No, I think... We, between this podcast and the last one, I think we definitely covered everything. We're up to date. Um, any last pieces of advice, market research will always be number one. Number two, try to use a multi-touch approach if you can. Number three, segment campaigns based on the personas that you're reaching out to. Don't group everybody under one campaign. Um, like don't group the marketing people with the salespeople. They have different goals. Um, so I, I suggest that and always be testing. Um, and then definitely, if you want to close deals, if we're talking about conversions, 
educate people throughout your sales process. It doesn't have to be videos. I always, I like, for us, this is easy and quick to do a video, um, but if it could be white papers, um, it could be one pagers, case studies, it could be literally anything, um, a VSL, a, a sales letter, whatever it is, a sales argument, um, I, but I would definitely use all that stuff to your advantage. Excellent. And for anybody out there who's says, this is all great, but I don't have the time to do it. I need some help with this. How should yeah. they get in touch with you? <laughs> yeah, so they can get in touch with me at matt at outboundfunnel.io. Just send me an email. Um, they can also go to outboundfunnel.io, go to the website, book a call with one of our sales team, check out our videos first. Um, we're going to have you guys do that anyway, come in our sales <laughs> process. So, um, yeah, so that's the best way to get in touch with us. Perfect. Well, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, and if anybody out there, they want you, if you want to hear the first conversation Matt and I had, it is episode seven on the um, on the podcast. So you can get some of the things we talked about there, some more detail on, on market research and some of those fundamentals there that we only had time to touch on a little bit here. But I really, really appreciate you kind of sharing some of your latest insights. Um, some of the new stuff you're finding that's really effective in driving those conversions. Cause I know, I mean, that's, that's really the most important thing is those signed agreements, you know, getting those, getting those payments in. <laughs> uh, you can have a hundred appointments, but if you don't close anybody, nobody cares. So it's better to get 10 appointments and close five of them. And oh, and all, all day long, all day long. Saves you so much time. Don't want to do a hundred appointments, right? Most people don't have time to do a hundred appointments. So I would just focus on the people who are really qualified and interested. No, I think that's that's just so smart. And I think that quality over quantity. I know, I know for me, if I if I have to take more than three sales calls in a week, I'm like, oh gosh, why do we have so many this week? <laughs> right. <laughs> who, who are these people? I just yeah, <laughs> start getting a headache because he's saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> Okay. Well, Matt, I, I really do appreciate you coming back on Matt at OutboundFunnel.io. Uh, get in touch with him if you need some help with this stuff. Matt, thanks for coming back on. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Pipelineology podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.